You are listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith in life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. Recorded on the Boggy Bayou of Niceville, Florida, and hosted by James Ross and Justin Wyatt, pastors at Church on Bayshore, this podcast dives into how to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We're here for week four of Holidays, and today we'll be talking about the weariness of busyness because, well, we're all busy people, and this time of year makes us even busier, it seems. But before we dive in, I want to just say hey to my co-host, James. What's up, Justin? Hey, buddy. Good to see you in your... Christmas colors. My Christmas colors. You, you didn't have fully a, commit. I didn't. I don't actually own an ugly Christmas sweater. For those of you who are I listening, I don't own an ugly Christmas sweater either. Oh, did you borrow that one? Yeah. <laughs> hey, at, at a church, you know, a First Baptist church, you really have to be careful it's at true. Christmas dinners because you don't know if it's an ugly Christmas sweater or a legit Christmas sweater. Right. So you just say, I love your sweater. That's right. You do. And you wait to see what they say. <laughs> because it might not have intentionally been an ugly Christmas that sweater. cat on the sweater may be their actual cat. <laughs> wow. passed away a Is few there, years Have you before. ever seen a cat Christmas sweater? Oh, I have. My wife has a cra- cat Christmas <laughs> sweater. No way. Christmas sweater. It's hard to say. She does. Yeah. I made fun of you a couple of weeks ago and I just couldn't get to that. It's, sometimes talking is hard. That's true. It is difficult. Well, uh, so as we're talking about busyness, uh, let's, before we do that, Christmas traditions, it is Christmas week. Last night we had our staff Christmas party celebrating the wonderful staff here at Church on Bayshore. That's right. Uh, But I would just love to hear, I'm sure everyone's dying to know, (laughs) Ross family, y'all have any fun Christmas traditions that are like, you know, not the normal, like, hey, we open presents and read the Christmas story, but... Yeah, I know. Christmas Eve, you know, Chris usually makes soups and cheeses and stuff like that. I love cheese. uh, Yeah, so that's always fun because she'll – we have multiple Christmas Eve services, and so she'll go home before we get there. My parents are here, and then the kids always get pajamas. They're usually kind of, you know – Christmassy pajamas on Christmas Eve, so that's special. And then um, Christmas Day is pretty chill, usually just our family, and then – uh, her family comes in the day after Christmas. That's kind of been the new, I guess, tradition. I'm yeah. not sure. That's <laughs> how we're all going to happen again this year. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so um, she would probably know. We probably do have things, and I don't even. I'm that's not. right. She's going to tell you when they happen because yeah. <laughs> here's yeah. what we're doing now. That's right. Yeah, we do the same thing on Christmas Eve. We have uh, you get, kids get pajamas, and then we do. This sounds maybe silly. And boring, but it's really great. We do a peppermint hunt. So the kids all get a flashlight and we buy, uh, this is my wife's doing. And what's funny is that this is, we don't, we have very few traditions because neither one of us are very sentimental, but this we do. Uh, we buy like huge bags of the white peppermints, the lifesaver peppermints, like thousands of them. And we hide them all over the house, everywhere you can imagine. And we turn off all the lights, kids get a flashlight and then they go and they find them. And and Justin and Christy watch a movie while they basically do yeah. <laughs> we we sit on the couch and go colder hotter <laughs> did you look under here and our, now we have their kids are old yeah. enough where they can like find most of them themselves but it's inevitable that we don't find all of them in fact I think just a few months ago Eliza found when she came out of her room was like I just found a peppermint That's like we awesome. kind of because we stick them everywhere as we, as the kids have gotten older we make it harder uh, and then there's a winner and the winner gets nothing 
but bragging rights, but it's a pretty big deal. That is a big deal. And uh, we did something last year is like if if we found 10, after it was over, if we found more than 10, they had to give us all their peppermints. So they were they were pretty thorough last year. Oh, man. Um, so yeah, that's a fun thing we do. And then another thing we do at one night, it's never a predictable thing, but we just all put on pajamas, we make hot chocolate, and we just go around looking at Christmas lights. And, yeah, we did that too. Yeah. You know, I think... As we talk about busyness and, and we create our own live nativity. No, I'm just kidding. We don't do that. <laughs> That's we right. Don't do that. Every I'm year. baby Jesus though. I demand it. Wow. I will be. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's you like know Patch I, Adams or what was the name of the movie where Robin Williams was like an old man? I don't know. This is doubtful. No, 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 no. Well, he was a woman in that. I one. have no idea. Jack. It was called Jack, and he was like, no, oh. Benjamin Button. That's, that's not, what I'm thinking of. That's not Robin that's, Williams. That's uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt. So, uh, yeah. baby Jesus, Benjamin Button. That's there you what we go. do at our house every year. Wow. Again, that's, not true. So, don't know why we're so still talking about this. But moving on, you know, as we talk about busyness and expectations, we talked about that a few weeks ago. And this week, talking about the busyness of the season and how to simplify. I start with thinking, you know, my best memories of Christmas as a child myself were just simple. You know, I remember decorating. I remember making Christmas cookies. And I think we oftentimes think we have to do do more to make things more memorable. And I think we just, if we simplified things, uh, we would, our kids will just have more fun. So let's talk about yeah. that. How do we, uh, what does the holiday season look for you uh, yeah. schedule-wise, family-wise, and how how do you guys make intentional space in your calendar this time of year to just really enjoy what it's all about. Yeah, so this year's different. 2019, I had I went to 13 Christmas parties. Uh, just to put things into perspective. And that was with turning many down, you know, just because yeah. we had to spend some time as a family. So December is unbelievably busy leading up to Christmas Eve for our family. Um, so, you know, with, with me, I would just say, and, and that's when we have basketball practice going on and I coach, you know, and all that. So it's just crazy. So I would say this is kind of a, a, a general rule that we live by in our house is that we embrace the seasons of the year. And so Christmas Eve until like the Monday after New Year's, there's nothing on the calendar. You know, that's usually ends up being 10 days or something like that. We're off here. The office is closed. I'll typically preach still just because, but I work on my sermons ahead of time. So, you know, I just need to look over them. But we really try to t take those moments when there is nothing on the calendar and we don't feel this like obligation that we've got to put more on the calendar. And we don't say yes to a bunch of random stuff, you know, that like, because we just know it's already a busy season of the year. Yeah, I think as we look back at 2020, it is a very different year. And if we go back to the beginning of the year, you know, March, April, when uh, things began to shut down and there was, you know, everyone was at home and people found that they really liked not being so busy. Yeah, yeah. But then as things started opening up, at least here in Florida, I know many other places things did not open up, but here in Florida, things opened up and people just we're like, I love the simplicity of that. It was so great. And they went right back to everything know, they were doing I know, I know. Uh, and began complaining again. It's like, yeah. do we not learn our lesson? I know. Uh, I think for us at Christmas time, it, it is that same tension of Christmas parties and this and uh, projects do and there's schoolwork. And then you lead up to 
Christmas Eve is a big deal for us as a church. And so literally we get home on Christmas Eve and I'm just like, is that this week? Is that this week? We got Christmas Christmas Eve. Eve. I got to get Christmas Eve's coming in just a few days. It's like we lead up and it's like, go, 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 go. And literally we get home after Christmas Eve services. And I'm just like that, that inflatable guy you see out in the road. Who's like, you turn the power off. That's how I feel. And it's just, I will gladly go off the grid for a little while. So, um, but I think leading up to it, it's we have to create space, not just this time of year, but year round mm-hmm. uh, for things. And so as a family or yeah. as a person, uh, we have to recognize that uh, our, our calendar, and you said this, that a calendar is a wonderful servant, mm-hmm. but a terrible master. So we want to prioritize our time. We want to use our time wisely. Uh, so how do we do that? And I think it begins with us saying, here's priority in my life. And we have to have the right priorities in life. And I think a lot of times we we get those things out of whack and we think that all of the activities are the priority. Well, mm-hmm. I think Jesus would say people mm-hmm. are the priority. Mm-hmm. And the mission of the kingdom of God is the priority. Mm-hmm. And everything else should fall in line with that big vision of I'm here for your kingdom come, your will be done. So how does my calendar serve that purpose, not... Right override that purpose. Yeah. I mean, I think something that's very simple is we try to live, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. So we try to look at the week and say, in terms of our evenings, there's seven evenings in a week. So three of those need to be spent on, on with other people. And three of those need to be spent at home. Um, and you're like, well, what about the seventh? Well, that's just kind of, you know, it's yeah, flex you're right. it's <laughs> flex, you know, so it's going to be one or the other. And so I think like for some people, it's that realization, I need to intentionally spend those three nights with other people, you know, because there are people who are listening to this. They're just kind of people like they just want to be home watching TV together, you know, mm-hmm. doing their thing. If they don't have a family, even more so, they just want to get home and chill. Mm-hmm. And so, hey, invest some time in people. And then for others, it's like, Hey, you're never just at home at the dinner table with your children, chilling, or just as a couple. And so, you know, taking those three nights and and just kind of resting together. To me, that's been something, it doesn't always work that way, but, you know, that's kind of a good gauge for me and where we're at in that managing that tension of being with other people and being out versus being together as a family. I think too, we, we tend to, as people overcommit ourselves and say, so we say yes to everything. And, uh, something, uh, that I've learned, uh, Christy actually says, this is that every yes we say to something is, is really a no to something else Yeah, because we do have finite time. Our, our time is finite. And so we could, I, in my heart, I want to be at everything and do everything because I'm an extrovert and I love being around people. But to say yes to everything is to say no to many other things. Mm-hmm. And so we, that comes back to priorities and we have to have this mindset of this is priority over this. And I have to say yes to something. So I, yeah. I mean, and I have to say no to some things so that I can say yes to the things that are most important. And I think we oftentimes say yes to things that maybe aren't as important. And then we're having to say no to things that really do have more mm-hmm. importance, but we've overcommitted. And a lot of times the things that we've said yes to, and I'm going to just say like, you know, as of right now, because it's on our radar as, as a parent of kids, we say to yes to a lot of things and activities for our kids. Right. And those things aren't bad. So there, it's not a bad thing to have kids involved in things. But if those things take priority over the mission of God, then they that is a problem. Yeah. And so I think 
if we're leveraging those opportunities to be engaged with people, great. But I think a lot of times people think, well, my kids are in sports and I'm around those parents. And so that's my mission. Okay, great. Wonderful. What are you doing? Well, right. Have you had any intentional conversations? Have you right. spent any intentional time yeah. with those families? No, just at the field. Okay, well, then how is that really going? Mm-hmm. And I think if we have the overall perspective of kingdom first, then everything else, like into our natural rhythms of life, that that will infiltrate mm-hmm. in our mentality. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I think kind of backing up, I think when you as a family decide, hey, this is what our fall is going to look like, or this is what our summer is going to look like kind of sticking to your guns, you know, and I think that when it comes to a budget where people get in trouble is they come up with a budget and say December, January, and then they don't follow it. (laughs) You know, it's like, wow, you, you came up with a theoretical view of what your finances should look like, but it really has served you no purpose. Mm -hmm. And with the calendar, you know, we, we kind of say, Hey, this is what our calendar is going to look like. And then you don't follow it. And it serves you no purpose. And I think that's what leaves a lot of people over feeling overwhelmed too, is again, that is starting to control you, you know? And so that means, you know, Hey, for us, one sport at a time, you know, I think, especially when kids are younger, you know, having them in three, four activities at a time, like they're just not designed to be that way. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, you, you referenced a few weeks ago, this, this, this idea that our children should be well-rounded and it's like, what does that even mean? You know, I, I, I think um, they should be gospel centered, you know, and then that carries into everything. And, and I know personally, if I'm not able to have that kind of intimate time with my family and I'm not able to have that intimate time with the people we're inviting into our lives, then I'm not on mission for God like I should be. Um, and then, of course, also, you know, time with my wife and time in the word myself, you know, Um I think is an important thing to put on the calendar. Absolutely. You need to schedule that time as a family prioritizing. There are times when we're like, you know, we are busy. Ministry is busy. Busy, 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 busy. busy. I just wanted to throw that. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And if we don't intentionally make time, you know, calendar time. And that's okay. I think sometimes people think, well, it just happened organically and naturally. No. Well, sometimes the organic thing to do, the natural thing to do is say, this is priority. Oh yeah. I'm going to schedule this, this night, you know, next yeah. Friday, I'm going to schedule this just like I would anything else. This is date night. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really not good with that. Uh, Christy's better with that. And she usually says, Hey, we need to schedule this. I'm like, that's right. You're right. We do need to do mm-hmm. that. And there's, that's a good thing. I think Another aspect of this goes back to expectations that we talked about a few weeks ago in social media is that we busy ourselves trying to have every experience possible. And you're not. And we're we're still going to miss out on something. I know. And I think especially this time of year, we just busy ourselves so much and... I've found that my kids, you know, because I want, I want them to just have fun. I want Mm. them to love our family time. I want them to love what we do, but they are usually most happy when we're just together Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really matter what Mm. we do. And so we've just found Mm. that the best thing we can do a lot of times is just make the mundane really fun or funny Mm -hmm. and, and just enjoy the, the, simplicity of the season and not worry about, are we missing this experience? Are we going here and doing that? And, you know, like it is just so much fun to be at home with all the kids and make a mess in the kitchen, making 
Christmas cookies. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. costs like $5. And then have our wives clean it up. <laughs> and not in our house. <laughs> not in our house either. I typically do the I'm dishes, like, we'll so. do that. Uh, Chrissy's cooking like an excellent meal. I'm like, Oh, there's another dish. There's another dish. That's a true story. My wife does do dishes, but I try to help when. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, I don't. I don't have a lot of other skills. I can't do laundry. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually restricted from doing laundry at our house. Wow. Yeah, because I think I tried and like. <laughs> <laughs> Christy sweaters became Lily sweaters oh, and all that. So, yeah. uh, so dishes, you know, are, are you, you get to do the dishes. I, you, you hit on something. I think this is important for parents, you know, and I think this is important for everybody, but I'm just speaking specifically to parents. So all that stuff you just said, if we're not present, yes. <laughs> you know, in mm, those times bar. that we have with people specifically in our home, then we're, we're, we're just shooting ourselves in the foot here, you know, because I, I think that's a big challenge. I think when we're, so obviously if we're on our phones, mm-hmm. you know, that's clearly a time when I'm present. My kids have had to get onto me about that. Yeah, mine too. Um, but it's not always just on our phones. We're, sometimes we're just thinking about other things. Yeah. And like, I have had to say, God help, you know me enough to know I'm always thinking about what's next. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. I've had to say, God, just help me play this board game. God help me just yeah. chill and watch. That's the hardest for me is watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm like, you're thinking I don't about, like <laughs> sitting and watching a movie for two hours. Yeah, because I've got more stuff to do. I've got yes. things to fix. I've got yeah. things to think it's about. It's a waste it's, of time to me. Mm-hmm. But my kids see me if I'm on my phone or on my computer, and like, it means a big deal that I'm, I'm just cuddled up with them on the couch, you know. So like, being present is the best present you can give. <laughs> what a gift. <laughs> What a gift to be present. <laughs> yeah. The gift of presence. I think we also uh, have to just be okay at times. And this goes against like every natural grain of DNA in me is we have to be okay not being productive mm. and accomplishing things mm. because the most productive, like you just said, the most productive thing we can do sometimes is just to be there yeah. and to be involved and not, I've always got something I can do, whether it's a related to work or people or a project I'm doing. I've always yeah. got a project going to the house and lay that aside and say, what's most important. The most productive thing for me right now is to be playing a game with my kids, to be watching this or to do this with them engaged and to not be so busy. Yeah. To get deep. I know we're getting deep. Getting deep. We're getting deep. Um, I think this that really does tie to an identity issue. And uh, several years ago, I was in Luke chapter 10, and it just really struck me that because, you know, I want my life to be productive and you know, I'm an achiever in the Enneagram. I don't really do the Enneagram, but I know I'm an achiever. Um, and Jesus sends the disciples out. He sends the 72 out, actually. And they come back and they report to him all the things they did. And they were healing people and mm-hmm. people were getting saved. And he says, yes, he affirms that. He says, I saw, he's not speaking literally, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. But then he says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, but rejoice that your name is in the book of life. Right. He's saying your joy mm-hmm. should not be in all the things you just did for me. These are good spiritual Christian things. But your joy is that you're mine. And I think for me, I have to find my joy in that I'm God's and dwell with God. And then also, I need people around me to feel like that's what that, that then I reflect that to them and that I find they should just find joy in that I just love them. 
And ultimately, that that's who they are in God as well. And I think this kind of gets into something we wanted to talk about is this whole self-care movement. Right. And how that feeds into all this. Right. I think there's this movement to a lot of it gets on to, I need some me time. I need me time. And, and the self-care, <laughs> like we got to take care of ourselves, which we do. However, a lot of me time is translated into I just need a break. From all this busyness that I've created, <laughs> that I've cre- that I've chosen, uh, you know, I I believe wholeheartedly that we do have to care for ourselves. We do have to have soul care. But if you look, you know, at scripture, I think that's always for the purpose of being poured out again, right? And we right. should. There are times in our lives where, if we're following Jesus, we will be tired, yeah. we will be weary, yeah. we will be exhausted, we'll be worn out for the kingdom. But Jesus's promise is that you know, the Lord is our shepherd; our cup will run over because His presence is being poured into us. His Himself, He's giving us Himself. Yeah. So we do have to intentionally unplug, get away. But the point is not just so that I can have energy to get back in the grind of all the busyness that I've chosen. The point is that we are renewed and refreshed to be poured out for his kingdom. Yeah. I think, you know, I've said before that it's dangerous when we say I need this, if the, this isn't Jesus. Mm. And I do think that we have redefined self-care based on the standards of the world. Right. I think first, and you just alluded to this, a lot of the reasons that we need self-care is because we're self-destructive. And so until we deal with that, (laughs) then... What do you mean self-destructive? I'm not trying to be mean, but like a spa day for two hours isn't going to deal with the fact that you're a destructive person. Right. Like, I mean, I'll glad if you want to give that to me for yes. Christmas. I mean, I'm yes. just <laughs> as as strange as it may look, we'll go together. But it's not going to give it But it's not going to fix the problem. Right. Yeah, yeah. And right. I think we do think got to get does. to the root. I've even said before, like coffee, like, and I love coffee. Love and, coffee. You know, but like, I got to a place where I'm like, I need coffee. You know, and I functionally do because I have five children. But. But like I was dependent on that. And I think a lot of people are dependent on things that are less stimulant, you know, massages, vacations, things like that. And I'm not even saying anything's wrong with that. Granted, I'm a materialistic American. And so I could be biased there. But like, I don't really need to go to Disney World to recharge. In fact, I don't think you recharge at Disney World. I don't need it's to go fun. to a hotel. Yeah. yeah. I don't need to go to those places. It's I need time where I'm not productive, where I'm not producing, I'm resting with my family, with myself. And I think that we have just bought into this lie. And I think what we talked about two weeks with comparison, oh, they have that. So it's not self-care, it's self-comparison. Right. And so I need that Mm -hmm. in order to be quote unquote recharged. Yeah. And it's just really scratching an itch and not really getting to the source of what's causing the itch. And I think all all times of self-care and me time and soul care, the root is, you said this, the root is I need Jesus. Right. It's not Amen. that I need me time. I need Jesus. And so I'm going to have to intentionally make time, carve out time to grow in intimacy with him so that I am refreshed right. and recharged. And that means at times I'm going to have to be okay not being productive right? because the time that what I need most is time with him in prayer, in the mm-hmm. word, so my soul is revived so that I can be, that's the Amen. fuel to be present with people. Yeah. That's the fuel to serve. It's not just a break. So, I, I mean, I, I like to read, uh, but that's, that is 
refreshing and that can be part of like a Sabbath rhythm, but ultimately it's Harry Potter books. Read Harry Potter <laughs> all books. of I've actually never read them, but oh, okay. I would like to with my kids. That would be fun, but I've not read them. Not for principle's sake. Just it's because, like hundreds of pages. Yeah. That is a lot of, that's a lot of time. I probably will yeah. read other stuff first, but regardless it's the, the point is <laughs> that is refreshing and reviving, but ultimately it's still not going to satisfy right. like time with the Lord is. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know, we've got to unplug from the busyness. The ultimate care of self is being revived and renewed in our spirit. Yeah, it sh- this should not be profound. But, like, peop- someone will hear this and be like, oh, yeah, that's convicting. And, like, it shouldn't be because you know this. But, like, <laughs> if we're not spending time in the Word and we don't have biblical community and we're not regularly gathering together in corporate worship, not checking our phones the whole time. hmm of course we feel like we need care. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like, and, and all the, all the stuff that people are selling you, that's going to make you feel like you have self-care and psychology, which I'm not discrediting, but isn't an exact science tells you, you need God has said for thousands of years, you need those things that you're just alluding to. Right. And I think there, and there's no judgment in this either, because I think you can come across as, well, they're just saying, but I think. Get your hair done, girl. I don't care. You know, <laughs> like. I feel that tension too, because. Get your hair done, girl, boy. Oh, yeah. oh, not that tension. Sorry. I thought, I thought you were talking about getting your hair done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Christy cuts my hair. So, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's no judgment in this because, you know, we deal with that tension too of like, when I feel most empty at times. I'm like, what I need is this. I need this. And like, God's like, no, you need me. And I'm like, no, but I need, I just need more. I need some downtime. And I, and I might need downtime, but that downtime needs to be with the Lord. I think yeah. we, we, we do the same thing. Yeah. I do the same thing. Like when you talked about, if we're not engaged with the Lord, if we're not in community, if we're not seeking him, you know, oftentimes like those are the last things we naturally think of because we just think Everything else is going to make me feel better. And mm-hmm. God's just like, no, like mm-hmm. you're going to try. That's an empty well. That's an empty well. That's an empty well. Mm-hmm. I am the the living water. Drink from me and you'll mm-hmm. never thirst again. Mm-hmm. That's the tension that we, I'm very familiar with that tension that people may feel because I think I feel it often, but every time the answer is Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, on that note, <laughs> I was going to say, do we really need to say anything after Jesus? I mean, really like that. He's the, Jesus is the answer. He is the reason for the season. He is the reason for the season. <laughs> but he's the answer to this. I think if we'll submit our, our schedules, our, our time to him, prioritize kingdom above all, everything else really does fall into place. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and his righteousness and all these things, you know, Matthew talks about this, all these, or Jesus talks about it, it's recorded in Matthew. Um, everything else we worry about will fall in its place when we seek his kingdom. Did first. you come up with that yourself? He's the reason for the season. Uh, yes. Good. I coined that phrase many years ago. You don't have Christmas without Christ. No. You uh, don't have a new year without him here. Wow. <laughs> that was good. You don't have Noel without, I think that actually like literally is, I don't know. Noel means peace. Yeah, it does. That's no right. peace. Yeah. No peace without, yeah. You don't have Noel with no L because that's L true. is, you know, the Hebrew for God. You know? There you go. That's That can work. Let's keep going. Let's, I need sermon material. Um, yeah. All right. We're going to end right there. I think, that's, I think this is a great place to just say, we'll see you next week.
next week. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, next week, we're going to be talking about a new year and how to set yourself up for success uh, in the new year, uh, success in uh, growing in your relationship with the Lord and seeking first the kingdom. So join us for that. We hope you have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas. We can't even express how much we love you. Hope it's a great celebration of Jesus. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. 